I'm watching you. Excuse me? That's exactly what The Undertaker told John Cena. But will he be able to take the belt from the mightiest champion in WWE history at this weekend's WWE Super Hello and welcome to Black Ennis Horror Podcast. Episode 2. Episode 2. I know that we're late getting this episode out and I really apologize for it, but... We blame these two movies for it. <laughs> it's actually in my fault. For selecting these two movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but for some reason all of my audio files were... Rubbish. It was a problem it, with the it settings to the be wrong mic and it was just like echoey gibberish it was it was it sounded like it shit was so horrible so we've sat down tonight with some rum and oh, yeah. good intentions to re-record both reviews that we initially did yes yeah, so tonight's episode is brought to you by the world wrestling entertainment industry <laughs> it's brought to you by spandex spandex it's a privilege not a right before we get to our reviews there are a few things that i wanted to pimp to you guys first pimping away um, yeah gav Steele has been working on a movie called preternatural it's obviously not out yet but it's meant to be sort of like a found footage film but then it turns into sort of a comedy horror mockumentary yeah. almost the trailer looks promising it does and i for those of you that know me you know i really don't like found footage movies at all no, but this one generally quite dull yeah but this one look it's piqued my interest and so i wanted to sort of give a shout out about it they pretty much are making a spoof horror documentary so basically they're additioning an effects guy but the guy they cast to do the job turns out to be not what he seems dun, and things dun, go downhill dun. from there they're classing it as a comedy mystery horror, which, I mean, I don't know. I know we've only got one episode out so far. I know so what far. Scooby-Doo's classed as. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is it? No? Because it's not. Well, I guess, maybe. But the co-producer is the same guy that worked on Dog Soldiers, which I fucking love yeah, Dog that, Soldiers uh, so uh, much. That, that is the first thing. I mean, that's the opening on the trailer that's the first thing it says and that instantly got me a bit like ooh ooh gotta see it the film has been shot and everything like that and they're going to be sending out screeners around Halloween and stuff like that Yay. so fingers crossed that they get someone to put this movie out and check it out if you see any sort of Kickstarter or if you see it come out on DVD or anything like that give it a watch as a matter of fact check out the we, yeah check the trailer out I know it's horror you've said it's just, I mean, what's it actually about? What's the narrative thread? Documentary, legends, um, maybe a monster, you know, what would you call it? What, rubbish? Mm, Postmodern, bit of a mashup. Bit of a mashup, yeah. It sounds like a bit of a fuck up. I'm not really one to believe in this sort of thing, but more than that, she swears it was. fairies. Fairies. Fairies.
so that was the trailer, and yeah, check it out if you get the chance, definitely. In other news, September the 24th through the 26th in Sheffield at the National Emergency Services Museum, they are doing, uh, the guys from Primrose Underground Projects is doing EVAC. It's a massive horror maze, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so if you like horror attractions, if you like horror mazes and, and things like that, come out, it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I know they've been putting a lot of work into it, and if you remember, if you listened to our first episode, we raved about the little horror attraction that was that they had set up at HorrorCon. And that was, yeah, that was such a small area, and it was a lot of fun. So given that this is... Yeah, if that's anything to go by, this should be really good as well. Absolutely, absolutely. This is going to be a lot bigger... Um, and a lot better so I'm, I'm pretty excited for it can't wait so if you if you are anywhere near Sheffield towards the end of September go check it out get scared and obviously if you want to keep updated on evac before you go then there is a Facebook group you can go check that out and speaking of haunted attractions running from October the 2nd through November the 1st is the house of of S. Now this looks like loads of fun. It's a massive horror maze again, but depending on which way you go and the decisions that you make within the maze depends on what sort of outcome you get. We're gonna have to go somebody like after the kids for that one, I think. Absolutely and going. And yeah, definitely gonna try to go to that. Absolutely gonna try to go to that. It's only six pounds per person. Um if you book it on in advance. If you show up on the night it's only seven quid. So I mean it's not like it's yeah. It's only a pound difference if you don't book it before. I think it's really interesting that they're they have it set up so that people can have a different experience, and it's not this you know the same sort of thing throughout the whole. Yeah, make sure take a bit of money and go through it a few times and choose different routes. Absolutely, or like have a group of friends and everybody split up, and then when you meet up afterwards, you know oh. people have a different experience from you know. So you've got freaked out the most and choose the best most exciting way to go. It is suitable for very brave families, teens or adults. There is a massive story uh, that goes with it that is just great i love i love that sort of thing i love you know give me a a tale of spooky ass history where you know oh a hundred years ago this guy chopped up his family with an axe and now you have to walk through it i love that sort of thing the more detailed the better the whole shining thing yeah and these guys are great great for it the website is hoss h-o-s dash halloween.co.uk the house of s is low it's located in the village of skello doncaster at the following address the house of s mill house mill lane skello dn 68 ju so just pop that shit into your fat nav and head out and if you guys go to any of these scare attractions that we've mentioned whether it's the house of s or evac I'd love to hear about your experiences. I would love for you to just post up on the Black Anis Horror Podcast Facebook group, you know, or uh, drop us an email. So if you go to either of these, yeah, drop us a message. Drop us an email. Let us know. Black Anis Horror Podcast at gmail.com. And Facebook, just search Black Anis Horror Podcast, you know, A-N-N-I-S. Not Anis. That's a totally different Facebook group. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So head out. We're going to try our very best, but I'm not sure if we'll be able to make it to House of S. But if at all possible, we will be talking about our experience there on whichever episode follows us going. (laughs) The last thing I want to pimp, which I had a lot of fun with, is... You're loving your pimping tonight, aren't you? I love it. I love it. 
anybody has something they want pimping, send it my way because I love being exposed to new things. A friend of ours, Jeffrey X. Martin, over at Kiss the Goat podcast. Papa X, yes. Um, Which, if you haven't listened to his podcast, what are you doing? Go listen to it. Like, immediately. Kiss the Goat. Get some rum or some wine or some vodka or whatever it is that you like to drink and kick back and enjoy no, the are, soothing sounds. We are sounds. big fans of those. Absolutely. Um, but he turned me on to an awesome book full of short stories called The Black Room Manuscripts, Volume 1. I like that. That implies there will be more. Which he wrote a short story for, and he sent me a copy of it to check out. And I read it, and it was really good. I mean, I, I am a big fan of... Reading. <laughs> I am a big fan of, of horror stories and horror novels and things like that. And it's such a mixed bag because whenever you get a horror novel, a lot of them are just really boring. I mean, you know, when I was a kid and I first read, you know, some of the old Stephen King stuff, which not a big King fan now, but when I was 13, that shit was awesome. And, you know, the Anne Rice books and things like, you know, I it was so exciting and it was so new, but now that I'm in my 30s, oh, good Lord, 30s, anyway, and I've had a sort of a lifetime of, of reading these books, a lot of it gets really predictable, sort of lets me down. And this was really refreshing. I'm a big fan of short story collections anyway, because as you can tell by how long it takes us to get an episode out. We are busy. We are so fucking busy. With short stories, I can pick it up and put it down really easily and not feel like, oh, I just got to get through this last bit. One of my favorite short stories, actually, is called The Yellow Wallpaper, which is awesome. You should check it out. But anyway, so this book, it's got a good selection of of authors. Adam Millard's written for it, Daniel Chant, Kit Power, and of course, Jeffrey X. Martin. Uh, Duncan Bradshaw and, and it was just really good it had it had bite to it and I loved that it it wasn't afraid to be grotesque I just found it really entertaining and and the proceeds go to the Blue Cross UK yeah yeah the proceeds from the sales of uh, of this book go to Blue Cross so not only are you getting a lot of entertainment for very little cost you're donating to a good cause so you can feel all warm and fuzzy inside about it. <laughs> yes. See, I'm very quiet through all this bit because I'm not a big reader. Misty's the, the reader of the group. I've been trying to get him to read World War Z for like four years. Seriously, and he's read one chapter of it. <laughs> if it's not Terry Pratchett, Ben doesn't read it. Like, I'm too busy you... for this shit. I've got too much horror movies to watch. Hey, look, you are very, very pretty. Uh, yeah, it's trying to bow me up now. I'll let the read into you. Yeah, you you leave the book reviews to me, and you go. I'll you go, go do some I'm do go- some sit ups. I'm I'm gonna go play with some blocks in the corner. Lift some lift some heavy objects, you know. <laughs> anyway, you can get you can grab this on Amazon, and it's only about a tenner. It's not you know gonna break the bank or anything. It's definitely worth it. I would pay probably I don't know. I'd say I'd pay about seventeen eighteen to 20 bucks for this. I really enjoyed it. And even though I was sent a copy to review, I'm still going to be buying a copy just, you know, because it deserves money being given to it. So, yeah, check out the Black Room Manuscripts if you enjoy kicking back in a nice bath with a bottle of wine and reading some scary shit. UK Blue Cross, helping to prevent animal cruelty all throughout the United Kingdom. And 
I'm sorry. If you've got a problem with that, you're just a dick. Like, who's like, no, fuck that. I don't give a shit about animal cruelty. People, there should be more animal cruelty, as a matter of fact. I'm going to go out and kick a puppy. Fuck this. I'm going to put on our next promo. <laughs> you better not. Our oh. next promo is Black Alice Horror Podcast. I'm going to go out and kick a puppy. You, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I shouldn't really be allowed to talk on a freaking ever free medium like this <laughs> anyway so hopefully ben can edit all of this uh and make it a decent i'm gonna keep most of it intro you better not i swear to god don't do it man that is everything i have to pimp for this episode and so i suppose we should get on with our review for wrestlemaniac after this break do you like movie reviews that are insightful thought-provoking and delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture without ever having to use obscenities. Then you've got the wrong f***ing show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.krugernation.com Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms to see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off.
first up, WrestleManiac. We are going to make history. We're making a film. What got you into amateur porn? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the ghost town. La sangre de Dios, the blood of Christ. It's where they put El Mascarado after he gouged a man's eyes out with his bare hands. Who? Best Mexican wrestler of all time. And action! So originally we just, okay, I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. We were watching RuPaul's Drag Race and they had a wrestling episode on and I thought it would be a great idea to do a wrestling themed episode. What a bright idea that was. Yeah, so we used our Google Foo and found a couple of wrestling based horror movies that we'd never heard of before. And this was one of them. Now, I try not to do any research. Sometimes I'll watch the trailer before I watch a movie to review. Sometimes I don't. And, you know, I try to just know as little as possible about the movie before I watch it because I just want that fresh view of it. You know, I I try to avoid any reviews. I try to avoid any... Don't look at IMDb. I don't look at anything. I just... I want to just watch it. Makes and it a bit more fun. Yeah, it makes it a lot more fun for me anyway. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all about the director. Well, you or... don't go into it with any expectations then, at least, don't you? Exactly, exactly. And it's it just seems there's a lot of really good horror podcasts out there that will give you a more professional sort of insight. That's the difference between those podcasts and ours, is that they are like professionals and we're just two morons getting drunk and watching horror movies (laughs) we've made some bad decisions in our life (laughs) when it comes to picking movies for this but in this case with wrestlemaniac i did watch the trailer and i really had high hopes for it it looked like so much fun i said yeah it didn't look like it was gonna be one of the best of films but it looked like yeah it It didn't it it was to be fair it was a it looked like it'd be a really really fun slasher 
Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I watched the, the trailer for this and the trailer for Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies, and I knew Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies wasn't going to be, you know, I thought it might be bad in a good way kind of thing, but I did think that this one looked like a really fun slasher, so I was really excited to do it. Didn't really work out. No, <laughs> like not, I was so, not so much. So, so let's just get right down to it, Ben. Yeah. So we open with a shot of a quaint, rustic Mexican church. It's quiet. It's dark. The camera pans towards it. And we have a woman run out of the building screaming, look like she's covered in daddy's brown sauce. For those of you who don't know what that is, for our American listeners or our non-British listeners, it's this sauce and they put it on food and it's brown and that's it's what it's tasty called. tasty on bacon sarnies. What is it? Brown sauce. Yeah, but what's in it? Brown. <laughs> That's what it. That is what that is what it is, isn't it? It's brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's what brown tastes like. That's why it's brown oh, sauce. God. Needless to say, I don't have this on my food because I don't trust anything that is just. No, the ingredients are brown. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes running out, looking like she's covered in daddy's brown sauce, screaming. And then we cut to the credits, which is an awesome. I think it's awesome. I think the credits are really freaking cool. It's, the, it's one of my favorite bits of the movie, to be fair. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed the credits. That that sold me on the movie before it even started. I was like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be great. Because <laughs> you have um, footage, like this old it's black like and white 40s, footage. 50s sort of sepia like, tone. Yeah. Old Mexican Mexican wrestling, wrestling with like a classic. All the luchador masks and everything diving off the yeah, ring. Yeah. With, with the funkiest Mexican tune ever. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it made me excited for it. Cut to. Van driving through the desert. A van driving through the desert. We've got. And then we get introduced to our. Well, then we get introduced to our main characters. Yeah, we've got three women Dallas, Daisy, and, and Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> and our three male characters Steve. Alphonse and Jimbo, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. And they are driving through the desert and they're going to find a location to make an amateur porn. Now, I've never made an amateur porn movie, but the whole word amateur just screams to me not the kind of people that drive through Mexico looking for a badass location to shoot. I mean, most amateur porn is just done in some person's bedroom or a hotel room or, you know, some random place. I've yeah. never seen an amateur porn where they've done they've gone to like these exactly. awesome locations although they, they do sort of address that Alphonse does because he's into making a movie you know With, yeah Alphonse amateur porn movie yeah obviously the three girls are the actresses Alphonse is the director and male star of the movie um Stevie who's um one of my favorite characters in the movie he's the cameraman stroke knowledge base for the history of the whole thing and then there's Jimbo, which we've got to talk about Jimbo for a oh, second my word. here. All right. Stereotype. No, it's not even a stereotype. An attempt at a stereotype. <laughs> Jimbo, okay, basically his story is that he is Debbie's brother and he owns the van and they needed a van and he's meant to be the stoner character. Okay, I'm just going to say never in my life have I ever been so convinced that no one involved in the writing and making of this film had ever done drugs in my life. I know. I mean, it was the worst impression of someone being stoned I have ever seen. I mean, it was he, so He bad. went full Bill and Ted. He, he was like, yeah. It was so like, like Bill and Ted had a retarded love child. <laughs> yeah. And he sat there joint in mouth, like, 
Yeah, so like, Alphonse said he needed a van, and I had a van, and then I woke up, and I was in Mexico. I mean, it was just so badly overacted. O-T-T. Anyway, so they're driving through, and Debbie has to pee, so they stop at this run-down, I guess it's meant to be a gas station. It is, yeah, but it completely was at dilapidated. One totally dilapidated, and this is where we learn the, tr- the movie's true calling. This is where we see, you know, really what the, the where the heart and soul went into this movie. And it's called Close Up Shots of Ass Jiggling. I mean, and it's... The she, entire purpose of this movie was so the cameraman could film women's asses. The, yes, Debbie gets out to go to the bathroom and we get the right, the right up close, close up shot of her ass as she's wiggling Jiggly towards cheeks. the door. And it's throughout the whole movie. Anytime a woman is running away or crawling away or anything or like moving, that. Or moving or bending or turning or speaking. The, you get the full ass shot. Like yeah. close. It's like we have a 50 inch TV. It's 50 inches of ass wiggling, which I'm not complaining about. I love ass as much as the next girl, but yeah, it's still hilarious. For like an hour and 40 minutes or whatever. <laughs> so they meet. Erwin Keyes, the stranger. That's all oh, he's known as. God, Erwin Keyes. <laughs> he was the highlight of this movie to me because he was so, like, the humor. We, we like to think it's intentional, and I, I, I do think it, it is. is. It, it's but, definitely intentional. But, but the definitely way this rest of the movie is, it may not have been, but no, I, it probably was. It really, I, I really believe it was intentional, but he, his part was so hilarious because he comes out of this gas station wearing a luchador mask, you know, scares everyone, and then he just starts bullshitting with him. And he's he's not putting on any kind of a fake accent nothing like that but he keeps like calling them gringos and saying us locals around yeah. here and, and us blatantly not acting mexican at all and <laughs> yeah not at all mexican is so i don't know something about his performance it really did make me laugh like at this point in the movie when i was watching it i was still had high hopes for it i really did still think this was going places because it was it, I mean, it made me laugh Erwin I mean, keys is from new york and he sounds like he's from New York. Yeah. Talks, Which I thought was really good. I love that. Saying stereotypical Mexican things, but in an American accent. They're chatting with him about, you know, where they are because they, they've sort of gotten lost. We locals call this the middle of no fucking where. And uh, they need to get gas and everything. And he tells them that there's an abandoned town nearby called La Sangre de Dios. La Sangre de Dios. La Sangre de Dios. And they say it like six times rapid fire in the yeah, conversation. Full on drinking comp <laughs> right there. And the cameraman Stevie, is it Stevie? It's Steve, yeah. Yeah, Steve, Stevie. This is where I said earlier where he is our knowledge base. He suddenly goes into this full on La Sangre de Dios and then tells you the whole history about... And he's exposition man. Yeah, he tells you the whole story of like this is where this mysterious serious wrestler who back in the 60s or something appeared from nowhere just when three other wrestlers disappeared and the sangre de dios was supposed to be the final place he was put to be locked away because he said they put him together sort of like frankenstein didn't they yeah you mentioned that later on yeah that as when he appeared because mexico really wanted to win the olympics three of the other best mexican wrestlers all vanished so the theory was he's been pieced together by three other wrestlers but he was 
so vicious and violent and Although psychotic. Although when you do finally see they... him, he hasn't been sewn together or anything at all. And yeah, just I think they should have made a bit more effort. Mask. Yeah, but that was just a rumor, wasn't it? I mean, he could have just been at a wrestler. But obviously, since it was the 60s when this was supposed to have gone down, and he's not old at all, it's it, there's some sort of supernatural thing going Gives on. Gives some sort him. of credence to the theory. This is exposition. There is a lot of exposition like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> So they get back in the van. They're determined to go to La Sangre de Dios. La Sangre de Dios. To film their amateur porn. They are all kinds of into it because it's meant to be a ghost town. They put this psychotic wrestler there and locked the town away, and that was it. It's a ghost town, and it's mythological. It's not supposed to, to yeah. exist. And after their warning from the stranger, don't continue down this road, turn around, get back on the freeway they're like, no we're going to carry on down this road and check out La Sangre de Dios Look man, if people didn't make stupid decisions like that and ignore the warnings of creepy strangers, there would be no horror movies for us to watch <laughs> I mean, And if these were real, there'd be a lot more people still alive The creepy stranger is that's a horror movie staple you mm. know. Don't do it. Okay, we'll do it. No, we gotta do it. We gotta. <laughs> this creepy we weren't going person. to, but now we gotta go that way. <laughs> now you've told us not to. Oh my god, I'm gonna go to that creepy house where there's supposed to be a serial killer. You know, people they love Freddy, they love Jason, they love Michael Myers, but really, it's the creepy stranger is like the god of horror movies. They make these things happen. The creepy stranger. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've I've just got those visions of like putting on a Halloween like rubber hand and sitting on it for half an hour. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not Some of the guys that I don't know exactly stranger. what I mean. <laughs> Not that stranger. That's a totally different stranger. And I'm still not convinced. Look, I know, you know, there's not... A, I mean, I know there's plenty of men that listen to this podcast. Chime in. Get on our Facebook group and Insert tell me. comment here. Does the stranger actually work? Because I don't see how you could possibly move your arm properly when it's numb like that with enough willpower a man can do anything <laughs> anyway so they uh they pile in the van and they head to la sangre de dios la sangre de dios to shoot their porn they arrive this is where alphonse is too busy natting away and right outside la sangre de dios and, wait wait and he's snorting coke with his pimp pinky nail yeah because you gotta have the pink pinky nail yeah. if you're gonna do coke blast up to the entrance to la sangre de dios la sangre straight de dios. over this like one foot round boulder it's there's it's not like there's loads of rocks in the road either there's just the one yeah and he goes <laughs> he straight hits over it, it the his ass hits it and it comes <laughs> to a rolling stop three feet from the gate perfect absolutely perfect and we have the freaking idiot supposed stoner rolling around in the van like a moron but they um they pull up outside the entrance to la sangre de dios and they're like give me the bolt clippers and alphonse <laughs> oh steve runs out with the bolt clippers and he's like way ahead of you gives them to alphonse he clips his one thin chain going across the gate and the whole gate just falls down yeah which really secure town to hold this supposed like superhuman serial killer <laughs> That's what I don't get. If he's meant to be which, super... Which, strangely, you know, is the other I was getting to, where the gate is is like a wall, but then all the rest is open. Yeah. All the way around the town. Yeah, so like if, this So is... if he wanted to, he could just walk off. He could, even if there was a wall around the thing, if he's meant to be this big, hardcore, psychotic, badass wrestling 
person. He could get through. He could have freaking gate. busted through that wooden ass gate, easy. Oh yeah. Anyway, so they arrive. The gate falls down, which I loved. Just for, uh, it's like that scene in Shaun of the Dead when he tries to jump the fence and yeah. the fence falls down. Just something about that makes me laugh. Sorry, I'm not bright. So they go in and they pick a building with Voorhees painted across the top of it which you know i'm assuming a little ode you know and they go in to film their amateur porn which, wow, oh wow, my god wow, wow, wow. which is like hollywood script worthy you know what no he this is the actual this is the actual plot to the porno they're doing listen up ladies listen up all right you girls you're waiting for the plumber okay he's not showing up and you're getting bored. You're waiting for the plumber. And you're bored. <laughs> so Alphonse, you know, script writing genius. <laughs> Was it Scorsese-esque? Oh, yeah. I mean, Scorsese could take some notes from this guy, you know. I mean, there are good directors in this world, but that kind of visionary thinking is just, you know. Yeah. It's it's really kind of beyond my intellect. I mean, that that's... <laughs> yeah, so so um, they're all getting it on. And, yeah, um, so the girls all get on the bar. filming, and um, we get to see some boobs. Daisy, bit of boobs. <laughs> Daisy walks in, who's been um, passed out in the van this entire time because she's just like a chronic alcoholic. Yeah, so she's she's a, a total total lush. And uh, all three girls start getting. Well, they're not really having sex. Well, are no, they? they're just getting. They just on. start making out <laughs> and kissing and, on. and being sexy for the camera and stuff. And we get to see some boobs, which I'm kind of disappointed because oh, I God. wanted to see Dallas's boobs, but we just see Debbie's boobs, and it's like, mm. well, Debbie's yeah. not really my type. <laughs> and, that, and it's like a god awful boob job. Sorry, Krug. <laughs> What do you mean, sorry, crew? Uh, he's the titties, man. Yeah, but he doesn't like boob jobs either. Exactly. That's why I'm <laughs> apologizing. If he watches this, he's going to be massively disappointed. Yeah, yeah. The the freaking alcoholic chick, though. Daisy. Debbie. Daisy. Yeah, Daisy has some really nice, natural, small boobs. But yeah, so um, they're all getting it on, and Alphonse joins in, and then Debbie, who is you know paralytically drunk at this time, yeah, they all he he sort of lays out on the bar, and the women get on top of him and, and all that. And Daisy needs to vomit like now, so she gets off of him and runs outside. And she runs like a half a mile. She didn't just run outside of the yeah. building and puke like a normal yeah. person. She runs out of the building, across the street, <laughs> past the other buildings, round the corner. Yeah, yeah. Pukes a little bit, then walks across all this grass and dirt. Yeah, just wanders <laughs> off. You just know, I'm straight out of the town. You know, I, I, I don't goes. know, like, what, I don't know about fuck? you guys. Like, any time I've been wasted plenty of times in my life, and if I've needed to puke, which isn't often, surprisingly enough, you don't. You just sort of go outside and puke. You don't like run a mile. Like, I'm gonna go really, I'm really fucking far be away sick right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, um, head across town. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Quite she, literally in this case. Yeah, she she runs so far away from it. And then after she pukes, instead of going back, she just fucking wanders off, doesn't yeah. she? And, Steps um, on a massive shot of glass. Yeah. And while this is happening, she's gone off and the action stops and Steve's going through the video. Wait, wait, don't forget the jiggly ass cam when she runs away. Oh, always jiggly ass cam, <laughs> all the way through. And can't get to see anything. Yeah, so we cut back to um, everyone else back in the Voorhees building, and Steve has noticed that there's a shadow. He looks at the footage that they've taken, and it shows her running out, and after she runs out... A shadow moves outside the door. Yeah, it shows a shadow move across. Somebody else was there. 
Yeah, and they're like, ooh, spooky. Not but then they don't thought, give a shit. Yeah, but not one of them thought, oh, it might have just been Jimbo who wasn't there at the time. Wasn't Jimbo? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I completely didn't even think about the fact that Jimbo wasn't there. He's but they don't take stone. it very seriously anyway. They weren't, like, freaking out about it or anything. And they're like, whatever. So Jimbo goes off to look for Daisy. And he's acting stupid as hell, <laughs> of course. And then as he's walking, a bag of weed just flies out of the door because apparently he thinks he's lost it i love mystery door there's a dark doorway and a bag of weed flies out of it and lands at his feet and he's just like awesome that's like the coolest door in the world <laughs> he just walked past it his weed <laughs> anyways so he's I like can't smoke yeah that. so he looks in the doorway and of course el mascarado boom el mascarado hands around the throat up against the wall fuck you jimbo Played by Rey Mysterio, who is huge compared to what he used to be like. I mean, I'm sorry, but Rey Mysterio was a, he was a bulky guy, but he was short. And I remember him from the old, when it was WWF and then obviously became WWE. He was one of these agility wrestlers. And in this, he is like square. (laughs) But they've made him out to look like he's sort of six foot four, five. It's like he put on like 150 pounds for this movie. Because he in the old footage that Ben showed me, it was he was he was cut, but he was he was skinny. Like he wasn't he wasn't big and huge like the big giant wrestlers. He was like he was a, he was a smaller agility wrestler. He was the one that like yeah. spin through the ropes and do all the flips and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool actually. But in this, that they made him really look cool. like you know they made him look like Andre the Giant size. Like I'm going to pick you up and throw you around type wrestler. So Jimbo's dead. Yep. Good riddance. We don't have to deal with that stupid ass fucking. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Just got rid of him quick. We brought him in just so we got this. <laughs> just a while. We've got a van and he's gone. Yeah, yeah. He only had like three, four lines in the whole movie, so not too bad. So yeah, Jimbo's dead. Way. Finally. Yeah, um, thank God. That guy was so annoying. We then pan back to the surviving members who are all still in the Voorhees building. And they've all gone back to the van trying to get it all started. And it's starting to get dark. Which, can I say, I, I don't know a lot about cars. I mean, I know how to change my own oil and change a tire and change brake pads. Like, basic shit like that. But, I mean, Ben, you know cars. Like, if you hit a giant fucking boulder <laughs> underneath, you know, I would the, think if your van I'm... goes over, then how is fucking around with the engine going to fix that? Well, no, yeah, see, the way they've done this, it rode up under the engine, so it could have cracked something under the engine. Now, anything she's done didn't fix that, whatever it was. But the way he hit it, I would have said, minimum snapped front axle. That's what I was thinking. And all lower engine casing gone. For, yeah. Because this is a big boulder, and he hit it at its speed. And, and if it, it, it rode if all hit it hard enough, car. it would have cracked the radiator. It would have been, no, a radiator, undercarriage of the engine, exhaust. Yeah. All that would have gone. Um, but yeah, she tinkers around with the engine. She decides she's going to fix it. Because, because it her daddy start. was a mechanic. So, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the survivor members are there trying to get the van side. Obviously, doesn't work. So she decides to fix it, and the others decide to go off and look for um, Debbie and Jimbo. Yeah. Well, at least Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at least one person cares, but no, no one does. No one cares. Fuck you, Jimbo. Yeah. So Stevie, Alphonse, and Debbie all go back into town looking for Jimbo and Daisy. They're wandering around town. They've got their little flashlights uh, out. Yeah, De- Debbie ain't around, and Alphonse and Steve suddenly hear a noise in the building. Decide to go in and then Debbie, Debbie and gives them a jump scare. And they're the only two that got jump scared. 
they start exploring. Yada, yada, yada. And find Jimbo. <laughs> with his face Sans covered face. in jam. Yeah. Yeah, it's meant to look like his face was ripped off, but really it looks like they put a couple of prosthetics on his cheeks and, and then, then just threw jam covered his face in jam. Just loads and loads of jam. But yeah, and this is where you get another little background or wrestling information from Stevie. Letting Exposition you know that man! Me- Mexican wrestlers, once they... It's the ultimate disgrace that when you beat an opponent, you take off their mask. They so have they to can, retire, They have they? to retire and can't wrestle again. So obviously this is El Mascarado removing their mask, i.e. their face. Face off. Alphonse runs out and he sees the silhouette of El Mascarado. And freaks out and comes in and, and you know, he obviously comes after him. They hold the door and Alphonse is like... <laughs> this is epic. I love this bit because uh, this shows his full douchebaggery. <laughs> Alphonse is like freaking out hold the door the hold the yeah. door and they hold the door and he just bolts out the window like yeah. a dick he's like, he's like, yeah you hold that and then goes <laughs> yeah um, and like, what the fuck leaves them but then El stops banging on the door with the other two in there he alphonse goes and hides in the church or the chapel or the church or the chapel what the is, church what's the difference it's the church <laughs> and um, bolts the door and everything, and El Mascarado follows him in there. Yeah, he bangs on the door kicks... for a bit. No, no, El Mascarado is banging on the door for a bit, and you see this nail slowly protruding through as he does it, protruding through. Mm-hmm. Um, comes through about four or five inches, this big spike, but then it stops. And he, of course, this is El Mascarado's town. He just walks in the other door <laughs> and kicks the holy fuck out of him. I mean, Throwing he beats like the Christ doll. out of this guy. He's f- first up grabs him, slams him into the big nail that's sticking out, which punctures like his, his airway. I mean, it goes straight through his throat. There's no way this guy should have been going as long as he was. Yeah. Then throws this, him around. This says a lot to how hardcore Alphonse is. This, this guy <laughs> can not. take a beating. <laughs> or basically, or, or the writers just didn't know how the human body worked. But yeah. throws him around, grabs him by the hair, and smashes his teeth he out. He full on curb checks him. It's, curb uh, checks the fuck out of him, man. His teeth all yeah. break. He's getting bounced off the wall through all of the like the the benches, everything. Got smashed through him. So he gets the fuck beat out of him and crawls out into the cemetery, rests up against a headstone. Nope, sorry, El Mascarado's on the case. Rips his face right the fuck off. Now, when he first, like the fir- the bottom half of his face, when he's ripping it off, it looks pretty good, actually. But once it gets uh, that's they should have to the nose level, it looks like shit. And so then we cut to Debbie and Steve. They've gone into another building. And this is the exposition building. This was brilliant because there's like boxes and boxes of files and videotapes or old recording reels. And Steve just goes, sees this box, says El Mascarado Confidential, goes straight into it, picks out one. And it's the exact one that tells him all about it. Anyway, so he listens to the tapes. He, He tells, he's sitting there translating it for Debbie. And she's, you know, freaking out and peeking out. She scrapes a bit of grime off the window to look out the window and boom. El Mascarado. El Mascarado. El Mascarado. You're totally terrified when we say that, aren't you? I know you are. I would Don't be. Lie. I'm a little scared. <laughs> but anyway, well, so he, he bursts in. They run out and they they bolt, and they start running down this corridor. 
and they get to a room. You know what? I gotta say, the corridor looks a lot, to me anyway, it looks like if... Do you remember the inside of the spaceship in Killer Clowns from Outer Space? <laughs> totally. It's like that, but if... Okay, let's pretend that the spaceship crashed and was run down for like a hundred years so that all the colors had faded and stuff like that. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Like, it looks like that corridor. And they find his little secret lair. Which, it, within it, is a wrestling ring made out of old rope and, like... Barrels. Oil barrels. And barrels. on the wall is, like, hand-plastered. He just smacked him on the wall. The faces from everyone in the town that he's killed... See, I liked that. I, th- I thought that room was brilliantly done. Like that, it was like... his his room looked really cool. Yeah. With all the faces on the walls and stuff. That's where all the budget went. So they freak out, you know, they're like, ah, you know. Meanwhile, Debbie has fixed the van. So she's all stoked because she, she doesn't know anything that's going on because she she's been working on the van because her daddy's a mechanic. Um, she fixed the van. It's running now. So she's going to go in and try to round everyone up so they could leave. Cut back to Steve and Debbie, and Steve is explaining to her, you know, when he was listening to the tapes, he discovers that... El Mascarado follows the rules of wrestling. He has to follow the rules. He has to. He, he... The only way to stop him is to remove his mask, and he has to stop. Yeah, because that means he has to retire in shame. Which to me is if the scientists were performing these lobotomies and everything <laughs> on him, why didn't they just remove his mask? It would. I don't think he would have let them, but yeah, you would think they'd be able to like shoot if, him with if, a trank if, dart or well, something. If they were able to perform a lobotomy on him, yeah. <laughs> makes me think. How did they, they do were the lobotomy? Some way able of just undoing a mask. How did they do the lobotomy through the mask anyway? They exactly. would have had to have taken it off. So shouldn't he already be retired? And let's phase over that. <laughs> a little bit of inaccuracy there. So he tells her, you know, you have to remove his mask. That's the only way to stop him. You remove his mask, he has to retire, and he's done. Right. You know. So they're in this room. They barricade the door, and El Mascaro starts banging on it. And Steve decides to step up and Be wrestle him. And puts on his luchador mask. Oh, yeah, because Steve's got his own luchador mask that he's had in his pocket the whole movie. But he, he decides to be a man, fucking put his mask on, and step up. Yeah, so you see the shot of El Mascarado walks into the room. Steve, like, yells and goes for him. And then it just pans off and all... They don't... Sh- this this bit annoyed me because they don't show you anything I wanted to see the fight. All you hear is Steve getting his ass kicked. I wanted to see the fight. I wanted... Because it does that thing where it cuts to the door outside of the room and you hear the noise and it's just like, fuck no, dude. We want to see the fight. We want to see the battle between Steve and El Mascarado. Because I, I don't know about you, but these characters aren't super likable. You know, I mean, but Steve... You are kind of rooting for him. It's Steve, like Steve yeah. is the most likable character in this. He, I, I mean, I was rooting for him. I was like, "You do it, man." You know why, don't you? Because he's that dorky little guy with a bunch of completely useless knowledge, like like us. Which has suddenly become the <laughs> the exact thing you need at that time. Yeah, or... yeah, and that's exactly like I know us. all about this one thing, and now suddenly I'm in that situation where knowing this one thing is exactly the <laughs> one thing you need to know. You see, Debbie come out. Yeah, and then he drags and her back in. Right, drags her back. 
you see Steve like semi-conscious and bloody on the floor and Al Mascarado picks Debbie up like presumably like breaks her back and yeah. then rips her face off face off Steve goes from again and then gets beaten again repeatedly and then it cuts back to Dallas who's running into town looking for him yelling yeah and this way she she's wandering through she she walks walks walk through the buildings calling for everybody and she walks into this room with loads of sort of broken mirrors and stuff now fair respect to her she actually reacts like you would she runs hide runs hide she there's no oh i'm gonna go do this stupid thing and this stupid thing she does you know she gets away she sees him in the mirror behind her and she just ducks and goes you know fuck this shit and this is where there's m- m- very much lots of gratuitous ass shots and crotch shots <laughs> in this sort of cat and mouse scene for about oh five, ten god. minutes. Oh my god. Some of the positions this girl gets into during this whole cat and mouse chase scene is <laughs> fucking awesome. She gets, I mean, it is... She's like under that counter just like bending yeah, she has it. Yeah, she has under a counter at some point. Instead and... of just showing her that, they have to do the full zoom. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's sat in it and she's got her knees up and her because she's trying to keep her feet within this counter, but so her legs are nice and spread. I mean, just it's just perfect. It is funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it is and, perfect. And then he finds her there, and then she runs and hides somewhere else. And he finds her there, but she's constantly like runs out of his view, hides. Yeah. Which you know what? You can't talk shit about that strategy. I mean, what else she going to do? She runs outside, gets under the bus, and sees him walking up towards her, and she scoots out the other side. And she gets in the bus, and he's walking around one side past her. Disappears. She gets to the back of the bus, and then you—it looks like Holly off Red Dwarf. This this white Lutrador mask slowly hovers up the back window. <laughs> yeah, and reaches yeah. through for her. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, breaks through, grabs her hair. She stabs him in the hand with the the van keys, to which he pulls hand back, and she's lost the van keys, which of course is genius. Yeah, she bolts it. But yeah, so she bolts again, and she ends up in the room where, um, obviously, Debbie is led in the, on the floor, face removed dead. Steve's on the floor, all bloody and messed up. Well, his face is removed, too. Yeah. And she's right there. But he's still alive. He's still alive, and he grabs her by the ankle and tells her, remove his mask, get his mask off. It's the only way to defeat him, you know. And then dies, and she has to sort of pry his hand off of her ankle. And she finds his board with loads of nails through it and just bangs it on the wall and gets all the nails through one side. So she's got a great big two-by-four with na- big six-inch nails through it. And does the smart thing by getting behind the door and waiting for him to come in and just bashing the fuck out of him, which I think she didn't go far enough. I'm sorry, if I'm afraid for my life... And I'm hiding behind a door. As soon as he walks in, it's not like hit him once and then, you know, see what happens. I would beat the ever-living Christ him out of him. And then uh, <laughs> manages to get him wedged on this big metal bar. He goes right through him. It's a full, it's, it's an impalement on this big metal pole, isn't it? Of course, instead of just straight across, grab the mask, oh, done, beat him. No, she does the, I'm going to very, very, very slowly oh, reach across. Oh, that bothered across. me. That, bother, that bothered front, me. Not what I do is walk around the back of him, undo the mask, take it off. No, yeah. across the front of him, tries yeah. to pull off, and of course, he's not dead. You know? Well, of course not. And that bugged the crap out of me. People always do that in, in horror movies. They do the very slow, and it's like, just fucking The horror movie slow man. movies, you know, it's a, it's Jesus a staple. Jesus Christ, you've got one chance, bitch. One. And you fucked it up. <laughs> and so when he grabs her hand, 
yeah. she grabs the car Ties, keys out and of he it. Screams, and, and she just bolts. And, and then she the just van. takes off. Leaves his mask on and just takes off like a dumbass. So she comes running out towards the van with the keys and then stops dead in her tracks. Yeah, you just see the top of her and she slowly moves. And then you look, it pans down. And the metal bar that was through El Mascarado is now just protruding straight through her. But we don't see El Mascarado anywhere at this point. Like, it's like he threw it or something. This gives credence the fact that he's a Mexican wrestler, so obviously he's a professional javelin thrower as well. Seriously, you don't see him anywhere. So she she's obviously dead now as she crumples to the ground. And then we get the end scene where we see the van driving out of town. We hear the music playing. And we pan across, and who's driving the van? El Mascarado. Out to, of the to town he, now. He clicks on the radio, puts on his tunes, and rolls. Yeah, he drives off to kill, fight and kill everyone that he comes across. And, you know, there's no one that can stop him. Well, there's one man that can stop him. And his name is John Cena! <laughs> so that, that was WrestleManiac. What do you give it, Ben? A strong... Two. A two hatches. Two. No. It's nowhere near a three. Purely for I'm the just... ass wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a, a, I'm gonna give it and two hatches. Steve. I was rooting for Steve. You dorky little D and D player. I mean you should have kicked that wrestler's ass. I'm gonna give it two, but I'm not giving it a strong two. I mean it's okay. If you're drunk, like we are, it's it's not you know, it, it's not something that's going to make you want to tear your eyes out or anything. It's okay, but uh, it's not good either. It, uh, two, two hatchets. Right, so um, um, enjoy some ads, enjoy some music, and we'll be back with our review of Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. You know those old-time radio shows with the married couples who bicker about the kids and the car and the neighbors our podcast is a lot like that yeah well if you replace the kids the car and the neighbors with devil movies theology and vodka my name is x and i'm cootie and we are the hosts of kiss the goat a different kind of movie podcast every episode we review a devil movie you know, possessions, exorcisms, the Antichrist, and we stomp a mud hole in it, even if we like it. We are huge fans of comparative religion, and we love to compare real belief systems with what Hollywood seems to think belief systems are. But don't think we're not civic-minded, because each episode includes our Satan in the News segment, where our fearless correspondent, Sin Fallon, documents the eternal struggle between good and evil. And, as high-functioning alcoholics, we give every movie its own drinking game, so that you can enjoy the movie just like we did, ripped to the tits. (laughs) And there is ever so much more to the show than that, and let me tell you, it ain't for kids. Hell, it ain't for most adults. But it might be for you. You won't know until you listen to Kiss the Goat exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. That's Kiss the Goat. We're the lighter side. Of the dark side. <laughs>
Gosh, I wish there was a podcast that talked about horror movies from a female perspective, while also having completely random and hilarious tangents about how being a creeper is totally not okay, and how you shouldn't pee in someone's butt. Well, you're in luck, because now there is. Really? Tell me more. Creepy Kitch is the podcast for you, hosted by two ladies who aren't afraid to tell you off if you deserve it. Every month, Cindy and Stacy bring you a plethora of commentary, hilarity, and righteous rage directed at the misogynistic fuckheads who, despite being subhuman troglodytes, still have the brain capacity to breathe. Where can I find this amazing show? At creepykitch.blogspot.com or on iTunes by searching for Creepy Kitch. Creepy Kitch. They're creepy and kitschy. Mischievous and bitchy. guys pro wrestlers versus zombies you know what i don't even 
know what to say. Have have the trailer. We got a private gig, and they want you. Who the fuck wants a private gig in an empty prison? As of tomorrow, you've bought yourself a franchise for one more night. Right, so... What can we say? (laughs) Like I said earlier with the WrestleManiac thing, we didn't have a lot of high hopes for this movie in the first place. And we were right not to. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really. I mean, mean, this movie was so low budget, it's like somebody gave up their Happy Meal to pay for it. They didn't... Aw, they just... They didn't have to give anything up. They just recorded it on their phone. So we open... uh, Well, first of all, we have a star-studded cast. Yeah, I mean, this has the likes of, you know, it's it's got Roddy Piper in it. I mean, love the guy. Absolutely (sighs) love the guy. I love Roddy Piper. It's got Jim Duggan, Matt Hardy, Rebby Sky, Shane Douglas, Taya Parker... I mean, there's a load of the you know the WWE wrestlers in it. Kurt Angle it makes a few little appearances in it as well. Call me stupid, but you would think with this amount of actual wrestlers in it that it would have had more of a more of a budget. And do not get me wrong, there are loads of really low budget films that I like. I am not a budget horror. I do not care about the best special effects for me it's all about the story and i'll back you up on this i mean because some of our favorite movies are the really low budget ones oh god yeah absolutely i mean we can troll too i love troll too <laughs> i i do i love it's so fucking that has funny. a real soft spot <laughs> um but yeah th- this really does look like it's like they were bored one weekend yes one of them was like i've got a new phone let's film some shit 
and the, and they ended up making this movie. It really does seem like in that. A it really of does days seem like on someone's phone. Yeah, they all got together and just had some fun making this. And hey, who the fuck am I to judge about that? I mean, if, if I had if friends... If that was the case, then this movie's really good for yeah. made in a 48-hour period. <laughs> if, if this was made with an intention of being a really, really good movie, they oh, missed it the wasn't. mark quite a bit. It, w- it, it for sure was not made with the intention of making a really know. good movie. There, there's no way they could have thought this is going to be like... I know, but they always have that one guy where it's like, this could be my big break into like, you know... Hollywood stardom. <laughs> no, I, I highly doubt it. Whoever wrote I this probably like, this could be the script of the century. They're going to love this. Oh dear. Anyway, I hope, so I hope that wasn't his his like dream because he's just crushed it. I, I, I think it's pretty obvious that it wasn't his dream. I, I think it's pretty obvious that it wasn't something like that. I think this was. I know. I know. I'm hoping. It seems like it was just a bit of fun, you yeah, know that that it, they got much. it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just going to state that now. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to think for a second that because some of the low-budget movies that we do don't get a good review, that you should not get together with your friends and go out on a weekend and fucking make a movie on your phone. No, do it. Make that movie and send it to us and we'll review it. (laughs) But this particular movie, it Mm. didn't go so well. (laughs) No. So we open on a wrestling expo. We've got all the wrestlers. We've got franchise. Yeah, fr- franchise and is the the main one that's there. He's sort of your one of the stars of the well, stars. Is that the right term to use? Got yeah, hacksaw fa- facade facade. We got yeah. just a bunch of wrestlers wrestling, and with, basically with, with all of ten people. There <laughs> yeah, it? it looks like it was filmed in a high school, and I'm convinced I, I, that this entire movie was filmed in I, this I, one I high agree. school. This entire movie was filmed in Facade's house and a school. Yeah, yeah, this was and all in 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 the high school, not Facade's house. You're talking about franchises. Franchises house, house yeah. yeah, this was all filmed in in a high school. At some point, the franchise goes into the locker room, and he sees whatever his name is yeah we never remember I have no idea what his name is making out with this girl making out with a girl and he gets butt hurt about it and punches a locker like a bitch like, like a wrestler because he doesn't actually hit anything <laughs> and uh and they then it cuts to them in the ring and he kills the guy he he tombstones you know, and breaks his neck yeah yeah and you know with things like this of course People are always divided, you know. The rest, a lot of the wrestlers later on are saying, "Well, he didn't tuck his head properly," and and shit like that. But who cares? Because who gives a shit about this guy, right? So we cut to Beardy Man, who apparently runs. It's like an organization, a managerial organization, like some really, really low, low budget wrestling organization. He manages wrestlers. I don't know what that's called. Like I said, hey, I told you guys already. I don't know anything about wrestling, so. Feel free to clue me in on this shit. And you you see him sat in a chair and another guy with with the evil cane. Now, it looks like he just ripped the Jaguar. You know, the little... Yeah, on the old Jaguars, you know, they've got the sort of chrome Jag that actually sticks out like it's jumping out of the hood. Yeah, like the little it's, actual Jaguar. It's one of those Jaguar. he's ripped off and stuck on a cane. 
Yeah, yeah. So he goes in and... And he's got this sort of wadge of money and like this, the manager is like so impressed with how much money's there. And that literally is... I, lo- I just looked at this now. Yeah. And they're hundreds and fifties and there must be, at, I mean, at the very most, four grand. At the most. At the, at the most. I mean, it is most. a tiny stack of cash. And he's acting like it's loads of money. He's just like, oh, it's, yeah. It's like he's handed him like a couple of mil. Yeah. And he's wanting to put on an expo at an abandoned prison. Uh, and he wants the franchise. And he wants, you know, a few other wrestlers. So this manager's like, oh, I can get you a yeah, Roddy for, Piper. For this much money, I can get you this guy, this guy, Yeah, this I can guy. get oh, you a franchise. I can get you uh Whatever I can you get want you... with all this amount of money you've given me. So they, they make the deal. He's going to get his wrestling expo at the abandoned prison. While he's doing his evil beard stroke. you got to do the evil beard stroke. Come on, man. He does I mean, it all the way through, though. That's what's so funny. All the way through. He's like, hmm, the contemplating face. You know what, though? There needs to be more of that. Like, if I were a guy and had the ability to grow a is? beard. It's the Riker stroke. <laughs> <laughs> if I were a guy and had the ability to grow any kind of a beard... I would constantly do the beard stroke. It makes me feel intellectual and sinister at the same yeah. time. I'm, I No, I, in fact, I do admit that when I had mine, it, it's something you need to do. <laughs> is it, in reality, is it just like clearing the crumbs out of it? No, it's kind of like you're, <laughs> you're like brushing it, kind of. Yeah. Is it a comfort thing? I think it just makes you look like you're contemplating and thinking about very important matters where all you really think about is what type of sandwich you should have. Well, you know, we all know that you need to do things that it, make it appear that you're thinking about things because you really think about nothing Oy. ever. Anyway, so we get to an, uh, a nurse, supposedly a nurse, walking out of a hospital. And she gets her mirror out to put lipstick on and it breaks for some reason. Yeah. Um, and black smoke comes out of the mirror for some reason, which is never explained. Yeah. Um, so she turns around and there's a body bag on a gurney and she goes up to it and it's all creepy. And it's, of course, her friend who jumps out and is like raw. And I would like to stress, this is supposed to be, if, if it is supposed to be a hospital, there is not a soul around. I mean, you go outside, it's like 28 days later. There is yeah. nothing. <laughs> I mean, if this was a hospital, I mean, I don't know what kind of hospitals they have over there, but generally... There's people there 24 hours a day. Oh, God, yeah. It's usually busy as shit. This is like a deserted city. Yeah, so um, she walks away from the friend who runs off and is grabbed and kidnapped by evil cane guy. Evil Scottish cane man. So he kidnaps her and takes her to, I'm guessing, a room of the high school that they're filming this at. Yeah, it's probably the teacher's lounge. <laughs> yeah. Ties her up, cuts her dress open. You you don't get to see any boobs. Doesn't take the bra off or anything. He's dressed up like Dexter. Yeah, he's dressed up like Dexter. He does this little ritual. Uh, kills her. Removes uh, her Cuts heart. her heart out yeah. and eats it. And you see his brother appear in the mirror and everything. Yeah, all and, ghosty. Yeah, all ghosty-like. And then she... But it's like bestowing him the power. <laughs> making him stronger. She becomes a zombie. And it's giving him the power to control the zombies. And... Oh my god, I've got to say this, alright? I have seen better zombie makeup at, like, horror cons and costume parties and stuff like that. I, I mean, this I've is I've seen the... better zombie makeup at Halloween with the kids. Yeah. This is the epitome of... I mean, bitch is yellow, okay? Bitch is yellow. Straight up <laughs> yellow. Like, day glow yellow. Like, not even, like, you know, like when you get punched in the face and you get a black <laughs> eye and the bruise fades to yellow. It's not even that. It's, like fucking yellow as fuck man it's like spongebob wearing a wig 
it is it is that type of zombie we're dealing with the bright green and bright yellow zombies here and it's i haven't seen a bright green and bright yellow zombie since but yeah i mean it is just so the makeup effects like it makes trauma look like a multi-billion dollar special effects entity like it's it's so fucking bad And she, she, you know, zombies out and everything and comes and cuddles with him because zombies are cuddly. She's now his woman. Yeah, she's his zombie bride. Yeah, this his guy. His bright this, yellow This ass guy really should have got on eHarmony if this is the only way he can get a woman. Even if you're into zombies, even if you're into that sort of thing, it's like, bitch, you're yellow. No, bring me a proper zombie. He might like yellow. I guess. <laughs> Everybody's got a kink. <laughs> he likes that iodine look. <laughs> that jaundiced look. What happens after that? <laughs> I don't know. I've lost the will. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, so, we cut to... Okay, and and when we say... we During this review, you're going to hear it a lot. We cut to... Now, that's not a skipping parts. That's how the movie actually is. It just randomly cuts to different scenes. There's no transition at all. It's just another podcast, a friend of ours, referenced this movie as a clusterfuck of randomness. God, yeah. And it really is. It really is. There's no sense to any scene. It's like they've just pieced all these random pieces together and gone, yeah, that's a movie. That'll work. So we cut to a bunch of guys going into going into a house yeah i don't know if they're breaking in i don't know if they live there i don't know and they see bright yellow jaundice zombie nurse uh, standing there and she attacks them you know they fight her and then evil cane guy sort of rips a thing post out of the wall and fights them as well and you know long story short bites them turns them all into bright day glow yellow zombies I, I, i think where he's trying to go with this is these are other wrestlers that have gone into this house and he's sort of recruiting them into his zombie horde i think yeah i think that's what's going on he's recruiting people for a zombie army to fight the wrestlers when that watching he's this you'll find targeting. that you're doing a lot of guesswork as to what's actually happening i mean that's probably a good thing because you kind of piece together your own storyline which does improve it quite a lot because oh. <laughs> there isn't one so then we instantly cut to franchise having dinner, having with, his dinner with his family i mean his mom <laughs> his nephew his sister and her yeah, husband his you know that, yeah they're all around the table they're having dinner his family there's a bit of dialogue i guess they're they are they obviously don't approve of him being a wrestler and he's like whatever no bearing on anything so he takes his little nephew outside you know he's like you're coming with me blah 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 he tells him you know look after the family and everything and the kid is outside for literally a minute it's a minute yeah. it's like a minute and he goes back in and everything's all trash there's blood Everyone's everywhere gone. And all of his family is freaking dead or zombified or about to be killed yeah. by the zombie nurse yeah he walks around the corner and, and yeah it's like his mom and his nan or something are being eaten and turned yeah, his dad has already turned into a zombie, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just, like, within a minute, all this shit went down. The the freaking running zombies from 28 Days Later that had the rage virus didn't work that fast. I was like, you've been beating your zombie. Yeah. Straight away. Instantly. Within seconds. Which, I, it doesn't bother me if... I, I, okay, no, it does. I'm sorry. I can't make an excuse for it. It's He was not outside long enough. Not outside long enough at all. And... 
nobody getting away or screaming for help. I mean, I in know, no, that no. amount I mean, of time. I mean, he wasn't far away. He was probably, he was just around the corner. He was near the windows to this room where this happened. Not a noise. No, no. So then we cut to... Oh, one of my favourite scenes of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. You just like him saying money in my hand a bunch, don't you? It, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so we cut to... This is just filler, and it's bad filler. Well, this whole movie <clears throat> is bad filler. Well, kind of, Seriously, yeah. if we ignored all the bad filler, but, we wouldn't have a review right now. But this is bad for the bad filler. <laughs> We cut to franchise and in the restrooms of the high school, it looks like, yeah, which is meant to be desk. an office with Beardy Man agent. And he's bitching because he's like... Hasn't been paid for... He hasn't like, been paid for ages. And he's apparently, you know, signed with a lot of people and none of them have paid him. He, he said, oh, you're not another Vince McMahon or they're like... He's like, I'm the headline of this and I want my money in my hand, money in my hand and... That's, yeah, he said, that's all he, he says, says for five he minutes. Says when he, you know what, though? Like, I know that you think this scene is really silly, but I can see saying it that many times if you're working with somebody that hasn't paid you. You're just like, look, no, are you gonna, you're going to put the money in my fucking hand right now, or I'm going to kill you in the I, face. I think it makes it worse because of the complete inability to act at all. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question, and I don't remember what it was now. Okay motherfucker so yeah um manager tells him about this deal about the expo in the prison the expo in the prison and this is where he goes on his little rant about you better pay me then and he's like yeah he's I'll like go, i'll pay you for that and more with i'll give you all, all the these... cash that i owe you yeah with all this money the cane guy gave him yeah know, the whole four grand <laughs> which can pay for like six wrestlers in an expo in a prison all this like... i can't believe how much how far wrestlers must make no money if, if that paid for everything so then we cut to him going outside and we see the legend. The legend, Roddy Piper, signing autographs for the children because Roddy Piper's an awesome guy, and that's what he does in his spare time. He signs autographs yeah, for all the children of the world. And Franchise goes up in his chat with him, and then strong female character enters the scene. Oh, for Christ's sake. Okay, look. <laughs> I know that... Okay, let's just face facts. The majority of people... Uh, I'm going to get in so much fucking trouble for saying this, but... Hear me out. The biggest demographic for horror movies are guys. I mean that there's there are plenty of awesome women, awesome women that love horror. Plenty of them, loads of them, loads of them that have their own podcasts, loads of them that have their own YouTube videos. There are plenty, but the strongest demographic is guys. And we are getting to a point now where we get some intelligent, strong, badass women in horror movies, finally. Now, there have always been some. There's Ripley from Alien. There, I mean, Who is the strong female character? She's the, the strongest female character ever, in my opinion. She's a strong male character. <laughs> but, I mean, there's always been strong female characters, but they are getting more predominant nowadays mm -hmm. which i think is fucking awesome and this movie sets it back about 40 years god fucking damn it it does i know that like any guys listen to this you're not going to care about this y you know well you know what that's bullshit because a lot of you might a lot of you really might yeah you I know? Thought, well even so much so even if you don't really care about that just seeing this movie you'll think this is stupid yeah what the fuck our strong female lead <laughs> and I, I am doing air quotes. Wait, let me do it. There. I have actually done air quotes. She comes in and wants to be a part of this 
wrestling organization, and yeah. I don't know what she even yeah, does. It, I don't we, know if it's marketing. This, we must have watched this about a dozen seven times. Seven times. Now. Yeah. Eight times. And we still can't figure out what she actually is. Yeah, I don't know if it's a promotions person or marketing. It seems to be to do with marketing or promotion, but she's like, oh, I can make this as big as the WWE or bigger and all this. And this place is like set in what looks to be an abandoned pub. It's a high school. No, the wrestling Oh, place. right. And, and, and she just goes straight in, talks manager, and he's like all flirty with her and stuff. And uh, he puts fucking <laughs> he puts fucking money down her top. Yeah, and then she, and she's like totally fine with and it. And then he leads her into a room, and his slimy like assistant manager goes to follow to join in. It's like what the fuck? I mean, I look some level of misogyny you get used to because it is not only the WWE but it's horror, and horror I think has set a really good standard for women and, and and strong female characters. The WWE apparently not so much because At all. holy living fuck, if you tried to put, I mean just like we were talking about Ripley earlier could you imagine if somebody tried to put rip, fucking money down Ripley's top? Oh hell no. She would have fucking knocked their goddamn face off. She would have blown them out of an airlock. Fuck yeah she would have. But this bitch is totally fine with it, and this is the one that is meant to be the strong... The lead, the strong female the character. The strong female character. And she's just like, oh yeah, I can promote you. Um, You're a slimy dude. Oh, okay, I'll sleep with you. I'll totally bang you. You can totally put money down my top. Now, I normally Fuck don't off, get yeah. offended about, you know, sexism. It's just the way it was done, because exactly. there's no point to it. Exactly, exactly. I do not... Please, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am an egalitarian i am not one of those people that anytime tits are shown or anything like that i'm like oh misogyny i'm not that person at all like but this shit is ridiculous it is like holy fucking hell really in fact i mean i know (laughs) we normally warn you off movies like this but i kind of want people to at least watch the first 15 20 minutes of this just so they can just join in our ranting If any of you listening to this actually do have or, you know, get really drunk and somebody randomly puts it on to torture you, feel free to comment and message us on your views of this movie. And I, I just really interested to see what other people say about it because it's, it's absolutely comical. So anyway, enough of the... Uh, the opening scene with the strong female character. Yeah, we, yeah. They're, they're all, they all get on the bus we, the we next had morning. To, yeah, we had to touch on that, though, just because it is... Yeah, if we carry on, we'll be going for another hour. Just Honestly, I could stupidity. go on about this bitch. When they get on the bus, it's all the wrestlers and their bitches. And well, they're the, making they're out... the female wrestlers that are also going out with the wrestlers, especially like the one with Matt Hardy. Is the that one with... a female wrestler? I, I don't think that don't, one is. I don't care enough about <laughs> it's 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 their bitches and they're all making out yeah, and sitting yeah, on their laps and yeah. stuff. And see that I don't mind. That I don't mind because they are portrayed. They are portrayed as the wrestlers' bitches. That is all they are. And then they get to a restaurant or ca- roadside cafe or wherever it is. One of the girls that's there is now sort of sitting, flirting with franchise and everything. Who was the one that was making out with the dude he killed at the beginning of the movie? strong female character laughs at some oh when um, franchise knocks her off the chair and she slings a drink all over her and Roddy gets all upset I love that I love he's just like what the fuck is your problem yeah. and then spits at her yeah ah <laughs> oh, Roddy and then we uh, cut back to the 
the so-called prison high school no hall where there's a band setting up and then zombies run in and attack band yeah yeah just pointless filler yeah pretty pointless much filler. i do have to say something about this movie there's more music than there is dialogue oh god yeah you get a constant it, it, sort of cock rock soundtrack it, it's full on an this. hour and a bit of just like hair metal with somebody speaking in zombie attacks yeah yeah in fact, we can end the review there. That's pretty much some of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Do we even need to tell you the rest of it? So the bus pulls up out in front of the abandoned Which prison. to me looks like somebody drove past it just filming the outside. Well, they stopped at one point. Yeah. But yeah, they they obviously didn't... They weren't able to get permission to film inside of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and so they, they play the same stop. footage three times. Yeah, they, they drive around and they, they film the outside of it. And then we have a guard who um, takes everybody's phone off of him. And Roddy Piper tells him to go fuck himself. So they all go into the high school gym. I mean, the abandoned prison. And, <laughs> and um, you know, a, a couple of them find the band equipment. And they get, you know, they get the band equipment and start messing around with it. And just acting like man children. <laughs> yeah. Which you would. I mean, I'd do that. If I walked into a big place like that and there's just loads of sort of discarded band equipment, I'd be like, I'm going to fuck around with this. It'd be funny. Yeah. And yeah. there's a few of them stood in the ring, you know, all, um, I think it's like Matt Hardy and Franchise and Roddy Piper and that lot are all in there. Yeah, they all sort of run up and just start fucking around. They're all just sort of checking out the area, ready for the expo. And then we get a shot, uh, we, we cut to, um... Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. <laughs> he's walked in with his, um, his bodyguard, which makes me laugh in the first place, and sees Kane Guy. They go to run, bodyguard gets trapped outside, um, and loads of zombies hoard them. And... Kurt Angle's fighting them, breaking necks, and his bodyguard gets mauled and eaten outside. And then eventually they overpower Kurt Angle. Yeah, and then we cut, his Then ass. we cut back to all of the other wrestlers that are in the ring in the the school sports hall <laughs> stroke prison. I love this because there's there's like three or four wrestlers, like Roddy Piper and Franchise and a couple of... There's like, and Hacksaw. Like three or four in the ring. And they're surrounded by zombies. I mean, like, there must be at least sort of 60, 70 odd of them all surrounding this ring. Yeah, and, you know, you... Obviously, apparently, zombies can't climb into the ring that well, unless it's, like, one at a yeah. time. In fact, in fact, the only one that actually gets in the ring with them first is Kurt Angle, who'd be just been turned into a zombie. Yeah. And he's the only one in there, while all the rest are sort of stood around watching. Yeah, and, and you've got um, a couple that get eaten in the band area. Yeah. But then you've all got the this... There's You've got this group of, like, six or seven of them. Yeah, strong female character and a few of the women and um, facade and that lot are all stood at the they're side. They're stood at, the, at this side door. Yeah. And they're just fucking standing there and no one's noticing they're them. yelling at them as well and nobody gives they're, a they're, they're just, just they're not even yelling at them they're just like point. pointing like oh my god yeah. look at that and it's like they're not trying to escape they're not trying to run away they're not trying to help they're doing fuck all they're standing at the door <laughs> and the zombies just don't even notice them they're just like well whatever you know, yeah, I know. there are bystand. There then, are, are witness me. Yeah, and, and amongst <laughs> all this franchise, notice that one of the zombies is his nephew. Yeah, yeah, he him a bit, he, get, he gets a bit butthurt about that, and you but, know they they pull him away. But he's like mega dick, so nobody really gives a shit about him. And then they decide, oh hey, there's a whole group of people standing by the door where the zombies aren't fucking with them. Let's escape out of that door. But as soon as they run over there, that's when the zombies actually come over and follow him. And they take ages getting out of this door. They do a little huddle. 
yeah. and like chat There's about it for a while. They sit and do a hands in in the <laughs> middle of all of these zombies, and then charge. And them. then instead of going out of the door behind them, they run through the motherfuckers <laughs> to a different door. <laughs> <laughs> It's genius. You know, you don't go into wrestling. You know what? I'm not going to say that because that's derogatory. I mean, I was going to make a crack about how wrestlers are stupid, but you know what? For all I know, there are plenty of wrestlers out there that have PhDs that that are very well-educated, very cultured, and just went into wrestling because they enjoy it. So I'm not going to be prejudiced And and we will apologize to you on behalf of this movie for stereotyping you as all complete retards because it really does (laughs) make out that all wrestlers have an IQ of four. And the really clever ones are maybe in double digits. While they've they've all run out, out down this other corridor, we cut back to the ring, and Kane Guy and Nurse climb into the ring. Oh my god! And all of the zombies start doing they, the zombie groan to the wedding tune. Oh uh, my god, uh, that uh, was... Uh, that, look, uh, no, you know what? Uh, you, you guys don't even, don't even understand. Like, you know what? No, we're playing it. Yeah, yeah. See, we're not exaggerating. They really did that. And we sat there and watched them do it. And we didn't do anything about it. We didn't do anything to stop them. We didn't write letters to our local council or anything. And like, then, I mean, there was no reason for that scene. <laughs> that then suddenly happened. we cut back to everyone else who's managed to get into probably the locker rooms. Barricaded the door. Oh, is it a chapel? Yes, yeah, the chapel. They went into the chapel and they found. Um, Sorry, what's his face? The locker room stroke chapel. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the church, and it was um, what's what's that guy's name? Matt With Hardy. Matt Hardy and his girlfriend having sex Under in a there, sheet. and then Roddy Piper goes off on him. And he's like, "Get your yeah. shit together, man. But, we're but gonna get we're the, gonna die." This you know? bit gets me. While they're all arguing, a strong female character girl walks off into another room, walks back in. She's got a machete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this was supposed to be a prison or a high school, where the hell did she just pick that up? That just happened to be lying around. They're in the sh- they're in the they're in the chapel area, babe. Don't you know how violent Christians are? <laughs> they have all kinds uh, of weapons. There should stashed. be a full arsenal out about them. <laughs> but yeah, she she then takes them back there. Like we've got to load up to get out of here, and they open one locker out of these like two dozen, and it's full of like bats and crowbars well, no, wait, and it's wait, like don't... this is like everything they've confiscated off the kids that's got, I mean the, the people at prison not at school <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like every weapon known to man just sat in there oh it's every, not every melee weapon is in there it's ridiculous come on they didn't have any dynamite or anything I which... said melee weapon alright if you are in a situation with zombies melee weapon you don't want guns I know you Especially, you know, any other Texans out there, believe me, I grew up there. I know where you're coming from. You think you want guns? No, you run out of ammo and you're fucked. Get a machete, get a fucking axe. Machete, get sword, something, axe. Something that you don't have to reload, you know? Someone with a, a good reach, heavyweight, sharp blade. But that's also useful in close quarter combat. Machete is the way to go. A machete is a way to go. It's lightweight. Anyway, off topic, but. A little public service announcement from us. A p- public for all service your now- zombie attacking needs. <laughs> public service announcement by Black Anis Horror Podcast. Yeah, so so we have a bit of tete a tete now between strong female character of franchise view the others about the plan. Yeah, a couple of people die. A couple of people get eaten. It, it's, I mean, seriously, if you think you're missing out on us not telling you about that, 
watch the movie. Yeah, and, uh, and there is a reason we're skipping about like what they're saying, and that is because not only was matter. there not much said, and it we, we we really weren't paying attention enough, and it, most of it didn't make any sense anyway. We, oh come on, we were paying attention. It just made no sense. It just was badly written. Yeah, Very. we didn't watch it and just say meh. We don't have to pay attention to this. No, we paid attention. It just had fuck all to say. So they've all bolted out of this room trying to get out. And they all get separated. Yeah. And, you know, then we have people starting to die. I'll tell you what. There's there's the one scene, and I love it. They're running down a corridor trying to escape. And a zombie jumps out of the side. And random wrestler, I don't even know who it is, grabs the zombie, holds him over his head, and rips him in half. And the zombie's intestines just fall over him. And he's just like, like it's amazing. (laughs) He's enjoying that shit. Such a good kill. I love that. But yeah, they they all run. They're, they're hiding. They gather in different rooms. And yeah, it, Matt I mean, Hardy's in presumably the cell area doing some random stupid moves, climbing outside the bars, which he doesn't need to do. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they finally make it to this sort of back room. And, yeah, and Matt Hardy catches up. And he gets ripped in fucking off. half. And they, they hide his lower half around a wall so they don't have to do any effects whatsoever. Well, they did the little ripping bit where you saw, yeah. saw that but, some effects. But when he's led there. But when like, he's laid there. They, they hide his bottom half. Just to, <laughs> it's just bad And his, his girlfriend in clad in a little top and leather yeah, hot like, pants and I she gets bit and then he bites her yeah. and then we get the gem of a line she is all uh you know turning into a zombie and she stumbles up and it's like i need your brains and uh it was the oh holy fucking hell <laughs> and holy then strong shit, female ca- character machetes her in the face so they escape into a hallway have a little yeah, a few Pointless more, a few more dialogue. Split off. Yeah, I think it's a franchise in Hacksaw have gone one way and the others have gone a different way. Everyone basically gets separated. There is really nothing to this movie as far as plot goes. Franchise, you know, he's off by himself for a minute. He's looking at security cameras, at other wrestlers escaping and shit like that. And for some reason decides that fuck everybody else it's absolutely it's pointless it, they they run around they escape they hide people die and roddy piper ends up getting separated he's in um, probably the school cafeteria the prison kitchens and this is the only scene of the movie that i actually enjoyed he full-on fridge face slams this zombie well he he's in the kitchen and he just starts fucking up the zombies but when he starts fucking up the zombies, his music comes on. You know the bagpipe yeah. music? Do you remember it? Keep going. I'll keep these fuckers busy. And when it when it comes on, you're just like, yeah, kick his ass, you know. And then as soon as the scene's over, you're just like, okay, back to suck. But Back to he, he's trying to shut this zombie in the freezer <laughs> and he full on bites his hand to get him through and then locks it with a pencil. You can't be biting zombies. I know. It's the same as them biting you. You can't bite they, them. They did, however, address something very interesting in this scene. A zombie tries to bite him. Now, he is wearing a thick biker leather jacket. Now, in a lot of movies, they you, you see these sort of scenes where they do it and they bite straight through and they're like, ah, 
No, they wouldn't be able to bite straight through that. No. That's well addressed because they bite him and he's just like, meh, beats the Well, crap no, out. no. The human. I think a lot of zombie movies, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have amped up strength or not. I mean, there is only so much the human teeth, human teeth can bite through. Our teeth are not. You know, they're not sharp enough. They're not hardcore. Like, yeah, they're not sharp. They're really fucking dull. We could bite through skin, but yeah, if they were biting through fucking leather, no, it's not going to happen. I'm glad it didn't happen with this, especially because it's Roddy Piper. And if they killed Roddy, Roddy Piper, I would have probably just shut the movie off and given you guys like a half of the movie review. Because he's the only good thing in this movie. That is where the movie would have ended. Yeah, he's the only good thing in this movie. He is the saving grace. And honestly, I don't even know how they got him because he's too good for it. To be honest, I'm not trying to be a bitch or well, anything, no, but this, I am this, kind of a bitch. This so again there you go. lays lays credence to me saying that they were bored one weekend and they thought they'd film on a phone. He was just like, "Ah, oh, what the hell? I've got nothing else to do this weekend." Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if it was a favor or something, but yeah, it, uh, it is. If it was of... a favor, it would have had to be a really big favor. <laughs> he I don't know, man. Big I mean, this, this was quite later on. I mean, he, he hasn't has he been doing very much movies still. still? I mean, he I think he he probably did just yeah. do it. For a laugh, you he's, know. He's still been doing movies. He, he was uh, up until obviously he passed away. He, he's still on like, IMDb. There's a few movies he was set to be in like next year. You know, he's he's been constantly yeah. churning them out. Well, so it must have been just a bit of fun then. I, th- I think it was a favor for I a think, friend. I think he, I think he just thought it'd be a good time. You know, get together with some of his friends and, yeah. and just fucking Let, let's make a really silly movie. Yeah, and there's no there's nothing wrong with that. Damn right. And you don't really like his scene where he's fighting in the kitchen you know then we are followed by wrestlers running around wrestling zombies kind of thing then his scene when he walks into it's an isolated room and you have hacksaw gnawing on someone's arm yeah he's a zombie he sat there and he's gnawing on his arm and roddy piper gets just this sad look on his face because he knows he has to kill him for me this is a harsh thing because i said when I was younger, I did watch WWE. I saw the originals when it was Roddy Piper, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Ultimate Warrior, all the sort of the, the old great. And to me, this bit is really sad because Roddy Piper picks up Hacksaw, Jim Duggan's famous 2 by 4 and yeah. uses that to kill him. Yeah, that was... I mean, this movie is such a piece of shit, but this scene did make me feel something. You know, I, I felt... I felt bad for him, you know, it's just... because Hack, it, Well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was like the big teddy bear, soft person of all the wrestling. You know, well, everybody and, loved him. I mean, and even for people like me that never watched wrestling, I never was into it, I never watched wrestling at all, I just know him from that children's cartoon, and I have that attachment just from this silly-ass cartoon that was around in the 80s, you know, and... You know, come on, you can't zombify that guy. What the fuck? (laughs) And Roddy Piper, again, he is a really underrated actor, I think. I don't give a shit what any of you say. I fucking loved Hell Comes to Frogtown. They Live is one of my favorite movies of all time. His acting is great. And even though nobody else's acting is good in this movie, he... He tried his best to bring it up. He he worked as well as he could with what he had, and he was given a script, and you know he a, worked with it. Yeah, crappy scene and everything. He did what he could with it. Yeah, but that bit so, and his scene man. in the kitchen were the only two scenes in the entire movie where I felt anything. Like the rest of the movie, you're just like looking at something. 
happening. When he does something, it's exciting. Yeah, so um, after this scene with uh, Hacksaw and Roddy Piper, we skip to Franchise coming face-to-face with Beardy Cane Guy. Oh my god, Beardy Cane Guy. Where Franchise gives him a piece of his mind and then he, Evil uh, Cane he... Guy just says, I've got these zombies with me. And, and Franchise like, is like, ha ha ha, fuck you your zombies. The franchise. And then runs away. Yeah, he's like, come on, and then runs away. Like a bitch. It, it, it's, it, it's like an 11-year-old schoolboy trying to start a fight. It's hilarious. <sighs> you think you're hard? Come on, bring it. While running backwards. And then we cut to Roddy Piper and strong female lead. I wish I wish I knew her name. I hate calling her that because she's not a strong female lead. And I, I, I have no fucking idea who she is. It's I, I've watched this movie like 50 goddamn times at this point and I still don't know who the fuck she is. So they're creeping down a hallway, they're creeping through um, different rooms, trying to find their way out, you know. And then we cut to Beardy Cane Man in the basketball court of the high school. <laughs> because abandoned a, prisons totally have basketball it, courts. And because this is done a wrestling thing, there's random ladders scattered around the place. You gotta have ladders, uh-huh. man. And he has his zombie servants Chainsaws. bringing a, a table. Explosions. Yeah. Uh, and they they bring out this woman and he removes a heart and makes himself another zombie bride because he likes yellow ladies apparently everyone's got a fetish man don't judge uh, <laughs> yeah he does his little ritual again it's just oh, it's just badly done she's squirming away and he hacks out her heart and then another zombie girl and then and then Rowdy and that lot gives him peace of mind and then they run away and then well it's just her night time has it just turned it's nighttime? It's just turned nighttime. See, Jesus fucking Christ. Time travels really fast in this. It's ridiculous. I was thinking it traveled really slow. No, the beginning does, but nighttime is only like 20 minutes long. Yep, so. This is filmed in real time. Daytime lasted for fucking hours, it seemed like. They've made it outside. Roddy Piper franchise and strong female character are like the only three survivors. They're outside being chased by hordes. Loads of zombies chasing them through the woods. And yellow zombies everywhere. Uh, and and then the obligatory American flag. America. And then straight into hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Kane guy, you know, sends forth his legions of zombies after them, and they bolt. Yeah, they you get a you get a lot of scenes of running through the woods and being chased by zombies and running through footpaths and things like that, and it, it just pointless chase scenes. And this makes me laugh because um, they're running down this sort of footpath and the zombies are just like cutting straight through across the grass. But they're following the path all the way around. Yeah, I don't get that. (laughs) You're you're respecting the don't tread on the grass sign in the middle of a bunch of fucking zombies. Really? And they're jumping over the post and everything, like cutting through it all. And you're like following the footpath. (laughs) It still doesn't last as long as the chase scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that's a plus. I'm not bitching about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that movie. But the chase scene goes on. Come on, admit it. That chase scene lasts for freaking ever. So then they get to the end and then Beardy Ken guy, he sort of... Sees his brother and says he needs more power and starts summoning up more zombies from the graves from wherever they've got to, because <laughs> suddenly there's like a mass grave from with like World War Two dead people in it. And we get Roddy Piper and uh, whatever her name is having a little chat, having a moment in the middle of all this. Yeah, they're having a little moment. Yeah, all emotional. Fight some zombies and franchise fight some zombies. Yeah, and, and you, you see franchise going down. He, he's um, faced 
one by one by his family. And he takes out his mum and his brother, and then eventually he has to snap his nephew's neck. Yeah, yeah, he comes across his, you know, his his zombie family, and they take him out. Roddy Piper is about to get eaten, he gets knocked out, and then, um... Superwoman fucking yells at the zombies and then just starts macheting the shit out of them. And then gets marauded herself. I mean, they're not even trying to bite her or anything. They're just punching her and throwing her around and trying to strangle her and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she just goes through and just starts fucking shit up. Roddy Piper's unconscious on the ground. And she's getting dragged off and Roddy comes to. Like, he really does just sort of roll up onto his knees and like, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, and then Roddy gets attacked by one zombie. He's sort of beating him against the post. I mean, he's full on gut punching him. And I mean, I'm sorry, but Roddy's just stood there taking it. Roddy wouldn't take that. He would have killed this guy by now. Yeah. Well, you know. It's oh really... yeah, I forgot about that. And he gets a wedgie, the <laughs> atomic wedgie, up, and he picks him up by his. Under- I mean, full on lifts him off the ground by it. I mean, ow. Uh, but they just start kicking the shit out of zombies and everything. And yeah, and eventually, yeah, franchise gets taken down as well. He gets hoarded by zombies franchise fight them all and then he gets hoarded by zombies and dragged to this post where cane guy wraps his yeah. chain around the post and is put his cane in it and is twisting it and is choking franchise meanwhile strong female character and roddy piper are still just they're fighting other zombies and the other wrestlers they went there with who have now become luminous yellow zombies god yeah they're so fucking yellow. The cane guy's slowly choking franchise and he's like dribbling and drooling everywhere. And then strong female character is taking on um, evil cane guy's two zombie brides. Yeah. And yeah. this is where they realise when they kill one of the zombie brides, he loses loads of power and gets weaker. So they start taking out zombie brides as much as they possibly can. And uh, long story short, too late, they, you know, franchise gets taken out. They fucking take out the zombie brides and take away his power. And the movie ends with Roddy Piper and her making out under the American yeah. flag. It pans out night and then it just goes to the dawn and the silhouette yeah, the sun's of the American up. flag. <laughs> the sun's coming up. They're, they're fucking making out with the American flag waving above them. The end. Uh, and I have to hand it to Jeffrey. When we started watching this and he quoted Clusterfuck of Randomness, he could not have been more accurate in summing this movie up. Seriously. Because that really is what it is. And it, X from Kiss the Goat, I just want to let you know if you're listening, holy shit, you were right about this movie. And for those of you listening that haven't listened to Kiss the Goat, fucking, li- what are you doing? Go listen to it. It's so good. What do we rate it, Misty? Uh, what do I rate it? What do you rate it? One hatchet. One. I give it one hatchet just for Roddy Piper. Agreed. If it wasn't for him, it would get like a quarter of a hatchet. Like, yeah. I, like I'm, the, I'm a, a splinter of a hatchet. We, we, you know, we're back to the Lazarus Project. The dog earned them one. In this one, Roddy earned them one. If it wasn't for him, yeah. oh my God. We will, you know, do, we will do another one of his in the future. I'm I sure we will. I think that we should, in, to make up for this movie, I think we should do a Roddy Piper episode. In a great big ode to Roddy Piper, though, the 
end credits to this movie is his bagpipes thing. God, I fucking love it. I do enjoy it. This is a great movie if you like no plot, bad acting, and hair metal. I've just summed up the entire movie in yeah. like three things. Whether or not another wrestler comes along and uh, resurrects the uh, Dayglow Yellow Dead, we don't know. But if they do, there's only one man that can stop it. And his name is John Cena! Alright guys, well that was episode two of uh, our brand new baby podcast. Just know that we went through a lot. (laughs) Bear in mind, as awful as you have heard us (laughs) rant about this movie, we have watched it several times to save you watching it once. Yeah, and we've had to re-record all this too. I know. We we did suffer for your benefit. (laughs) So I really hope you enjoyed our second episode. And we'll be back soon. Yeah, we will catch you on the flip side. A lot quicker than we were with this one. So until next time, this is Black Anna's Horror Podcast. You can hit us up on our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and look for Black Anna's Horror Podcast. Check us out on the uh, Legion Podcast Network. And if you want to send us a message and you don't want to get on Facebook, then just email us. Podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, so uh, I hope you enjoyed our second episode. And we will catch you for episode three or... Halloween All-Stars. You guys have to have to tune in for Halloween yeah, All-Stars. We will be doing a Halloween All-Stars episode which will have some very special guest reviewers with us. Oh god, I'm so fucking very, excited very for this. Epic epic movies. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. We will catch you very soon with episode 3. Talk to you soon. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. You have a collect call from John Cena! Will you accept the charges? Oh, f*** your mother.